coming up in this episode of Finding Common Ground. It's like the star is there, but the, the, the beautiful thing, Taylor, which I love what you do, a scar says we survived. Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina, uh, Prevent Child Abuse uh, is a national agency in their state chapter. Bill, I can't even spell it you know, <laughs> so listen, I picked up a rock and threw it before and broke a window and hit somebody. There are two sides to every coin. How do we deal with racial issues when they affect relationships? Finding common ground on all those issues that we come against. There's black and there's white. And I think as Christians, we have to learn how to get together because we're not in heaven. I've met more interesting people just by God just bringing them in. Republicans and Democrats. But a lot of times when it comes to race and it comes to culture and it comes to perception, even as Christians, we don't always understand. We look at it through our lenses. There's Bill. I grew up in a suburb of Cleveland called Parma. Uh, Any black the, people in Parma? There was not one. Not one black person, not Bill? Not one. Come not on, Bill, one. you got to have one, a nope. token black person, a token. And there's Odell. I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina, public housing, single mom, divorced single mom with four kids, and I came up through segregation and all that kind of stuff. If a black person drove through the town, the police would stop and escort them out. Bill and Odell are finding common ground. A part of what we have to do is listen to each other, find the common ground, and question, not questioning you like you're on a witness stand, but questioning you for a better understanding. Thank you today for our guest, Taylor McDonald, uh, for her willingness to come on our show and her ability to help youth. We uh, lift up uh, this week as uh, both Dory and I recover from the flu and get ready to go to Europe with uh, Bev and Odell. We ask uh, for safe travels as we go and uh, <clears throat> health continue to be strong so we can enjoy and relax as we're overseas. Amen. Father God, we just say thank you for grace and mercy. We thank you for allowing us to plant trees that we know we will not experience a benefit from the shade, just like a lot of people planted trees and vineyards for us that we benefited from. God, the symposium is just so important to help so many people, so many children, God, so many young folks, God, so many adults, God. God, please continue to help us be what we need to be. We just thank you. And we love you. In Jesus' name, we pray and believe. Amen. 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 Hey, Odell, how you doing, buddy? Hey, listen, I went to the doctor yesterday to get my annual physical. So I got a tetanus shot. I got a flu shot. Bill, everything. And they took some blood out to do some blood work. I came home with three bandages, one on each shoulder and one on my arm. They, they wore me out, man. Hey, I, I went to, uh, my annual physical was yesterday as well. Uh -oh. And uh, my doc, uh, you know, cause I had this cold, he, he did a chest x-ray to see if I had pneumonia. Uh, and the good news is I don't I just got this, this lingering cough. And uh, uh, you know, he, he's got a couple more tests he wants to do, but overall uh, I lost five pounds so he said, I can go to Europe and uh, we got a, we got some extra drugs just in case one of us gets sick over there. We, we'll be able to take care of each other. And uh, 
So it's good that you, I didn't get a shot. You know, so I went in there and I started asking questions about, okay, is another COVID booster or monkeypox? And he explained, you don't need monkeypox shot. You don't need a cup. So I just, you know, I go in and I'll say this and we'll move on because we have a very exciting guest today. Have when I go to the doctor, Bill, I just ask questions. You know, I've learned, I sit down and I just get my primary care physician. And I said, okay, this is what's going on. Yada, yada, yada. And I just ask a bunch of questions and he give me answers. And then I go say, you know, how was my numbers way back? And, you know, I guess in a way, I just like hearing him say, wow, you've lost weight. Wow. Your numbers look good. Wow. This is moving in the right direction. I don't know, Bill. I just kind of like it compared to years ago. He would just shake his head and said, hey, we got to do something different. Yeah. Yeah. My, my doc's been pretty good. Uh, we get to sit down and chat about lifestyle and, and, uh, and you, one of the things he said, uh, losing weight will add a lot of longevity to your life. And, uh, he said, uh, do you, do you ever see in, uh, senior citizen homes, very many obese men? And, uh, you think about it, you don't, you see thin men. And that's because the obese men have died before they got to the nursing home. I agree with that, my friend. You know, thank God for docs and thank God for wives and people who love you enough to be honest with you and protect you. Bill, let's let's introduce our guest today because she's a protector. She's a honest person. And also she's a Wolfpack fan. But we're not going to hold that against her since we are South Carolina, University of South Carolina and the Ohio State University, but we'll see. We, we, we'll, we'll allow a Wolfpack fan in, right? Yeah. You know that little will. thing they do with we the will. hand, Bill? You know that little funny thing they yeah. do with the fingers? That I, little, yeah, exactly. I, can't, I, I have a hard time doing that, but, the, uh, but you know, I love the Wolfpack. I do. I think uh, their football team is phenomenal. I think they've been underrated in basketball, uh, and I know a lot of friends that have graduated from there. And it's a good school. It's a good school. In fact, I was at the uh, Wolfpack Arena uh, last week, Wednesday, to see President George Bush speak to the scouts. We were the wow. down there. So that was fun to do. But let's bring in Taylor. Uh, Taylor, welcome to the show. Hi. Hello, Bill. Hi, Odell. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here with you today and learn from you and, and join in on the podcast. Uh, Odell, I wanted to say I'm also a The Ohio State University fan as oh, well. No. My dad got his master's degree from Ohio State, and so we're big Buckeye fans too. So, so we got some Wolfpack and Buckeye. Bill is smiling from <laughs> ear to ear. Okay, no you just made his day. <laughs> It is, you know, and uh, uh, Buckeye fans do this. We were in uh, Cuba one time. We were walking around. And we saw somebody with a Ohio State shirt on. Oh, Yeah, and that's exactly it. I O. <laughs> walked by and said O H, and the guy turned around and said I O. That's in Spanish, right. <laughs> in Spanish, but he said it. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's just like the Wolf Packet. These schools are fraternities and sororities that that just. It just the school spirit is something special. Uh, what did you get your degrees in? Well, yeah, so I got my undergraduate degree in youth, family, and community sciences and communication. And then I got my master's degree from North Carolina State in youth, family, and community sciences as well. I did my undergraduate degree at Illinois State University. Okay. So, in, so where is home? 
Home is Illinois. Um, it's a little town called Sandwich, about an hour northwest of Chicago, I believe, um, if my geography is correct. It's just a little town full of cornfields, but we spent a lot of time in Chicago growing up. It must be near the uh, Wisconsin border. Yes, very close. I actually was just in Wisconsin this past week when I was home visiting. We're about about an hour and a half, two hours from uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin area. Oh, that's a beautiful area. I lived in Chicago for five years. Uh, wow. I lived in Schaumburg and Hoffman Estates and then worked in River Grove and Morton Grove. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I came from Cleveland and uh, to go to Chicago, uh, I noticed a couple things. Um, the winters in particular. Uh, in Cleveland, uh, because of the lake effect, you, you don't get any sunshine the whole winter. Uh, in fact, uh, we always tease when the, when it's a cloudy day, like in North Carolina, I said, that's Cleveland sunshine, uh, because we don't see the sun in <laughs> winter. Uh, so there's not a lot of, uh, skin cancer. And, uh, but then when I went to Chicago, I noticed that the sun was out a lot, even though it was much colder, uh, at times, but the sun, when you get a brilliant sun out, even though it's cold, it's something special. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And being by the lake and just having the sun on the lake and the wind. I actually just got back from Chicago this morning. So my really? heart will always be there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's a great city. It's a great, great city. Now, I understand you're married. Yes, sir. Yes. And uh, uh, what does your husband do? So my husband, um, his name is Jonathan, and he is a geologist um, in Raleigh, North Carolina. He travels all around the country. He's a certified geologist in multiple states and he just loves rocks and nature and and so do I as well so well, yeah, he, he travels a lot <laughs> now Adele have you ever known a geologist Bill I can't even spell geologist <laughs> no so listen I picked up a rock and threw it before and broke a window and hit somebody but that's about you know Taylor I grew up in public housing in the projects in South Carolina you know we threw rocks we didn't study rocks we threw rocks well, I'm giving you a hug. Rocks are rocks are great. And um, yeah, <laughs> well, and yeah, we have a lot of them at my house. I'll say that. Is he uh, uh, where did you meet him? I actually met him through one of my dear friends here in North Carolina from uh, one of the jobs I had prior to prevent child abuse, North Carolina. It's her now husband's cousin is Jonathan, and she'd been trying to get us to meet and hang out. And then it happened and the rest is history. Oh man. What a great story. Yeah. Story. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got, I got a geologist story for you, Odell. And uh, when, you know, I I'm an Eagle scout and our patrol leader was Wally Malika. Now Wally Malika was first generation Polish in Parma. And uh, he went on to get his degree, I think from Boston college uh, in geology. And he, he, we, and the scouts have a geology merit badge. And the way he got interested is we all did the geology merit badge as part of our requirement to become Eagle. And that got him interested and started his career. And he stayed a geologist, I think for Shell, uh, and then retired. Now he's, guess where he's going to, guess where a geologist would retire? Where, Bill? Colorado, where? Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much, but that's just the way it is. But it's interesting you said he got interested in it at that place. So the key is, Tara, how did you get interested in saving families? I became interested in working with children and families and supporting children in any way 
um, that I could really throughout my life, I've always had a passion for working with children and families. And then an undergrad, getting my degree in youth, family, and community sciences and working specifically with children really sparked my passion. I would say um, I've worked in different populations, such as the traumatic brain injury population, wow. different rehab facilities. Um, I've worked for Easter Seals um, in the autism community as well, and uh, as well as the geriatric community growing up. So I've always just had a passion for being around people, building connections, supporting where I can, and um, meeting people where they are and helping them from there. But my passion for helping children and families, I think, really, really started and sparked um, when I was getting my graduate degree at North Carolina State University in Youth Family and Community Sciences. I was taking a class with one of my favorite professors of all time, Dr. Kim Allen, and she was talking about the protective factors. And one of my co-workers now who I just adore, Malia Rosewater. She is our policy director at PCNC. She was um, a guest speaker in Dr. Allen's class that I was taking. And Malia came on and spoke about the protective factors and talked about how she worked for Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina and the amazing work that PCNC does. And it instantly sparked my interest. I reached out to Malia and I was like, I really want to volunteer for you all. I want to help support. Let me know. And she gave me a chance. And later on, um, she had shared this uh, job opening with me and I applied for it. And, you know, it's been over four years and here we are. I really think that that sparked my interest in working, wanting to work with um, children and families even more and working in Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina and implementing protective factors and helping to build connection. Well, what did you think when Bill contacted you and told you about the amazing work he's doing with the um, the whole event that's coming out. What did you think when you first heard about it? I thought that was absolutely amazing. And I wanted to be a part of it in any way, shape or form that I could. Um, mm -hmm. I know that Bill and I have spoken before. I, maybe it was like last year, or the year before briefly, just about seeing how PCA and C could support with the work that you all are doing around um, Boy Scouts of America and helping to support in that regard. But when I did hear about the summit and the work that Bill and you all are doing, I wanted to become a part of it in any way that I could. I know that PCNC is gonna be there to support as well. And we're just really grateful for the support that you all offer for children and families in North Carolina and outside of North Carolina as well. Well, we, we're really happy that you guys are involved and Sharon and Chris and your team are just world-class world-class people and world-class citizens to take after children that have been a, in an abusive situation. Um, we appreciate there, that. There are a couple things that I wanted, I wanted to make sure we cover with you. Uh, one is uh, Connections Matter, a program that you're working with and Protective Factors. So why don't I give you a, a minute to talk about Connections Matter and educate Odell and I and our audience on that. And I'm sure we'll have some questions. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for giving me the time and space to be able to do this. Before I uh, take a deeper dive into the great Connections Matter work that we do in the state, I am going to give you guys a little bit of background about Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina, if that's okay. And if we oh, have that'd be time. terrific. That's terrific. Thank you. Thank you. So um, as we were speaking about earlier, I do work for Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina. I serve as one of the partnership engagement managers. It's 
This job is near and dear to my heart, and I'm absolutely grateful to be here with you all today, as well as work with uh, my amazing teammates at PCANC. But Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina really ensures that child maltreatment prevention is a priority for North Carolina and that all communities have the knowledge, support, and resources to prevent child abuse and neglect, which is really important. So PCANC's vision is that all children grow up in safe, stable, nurturing families and communities. And the work that both Bill and Odell, both of you are doing, really helps to implement that. So thank you. Um, North Carolina's future prosperity requires the healthy development of our children. Our state like helps lead in innovation, resiliency, and economic development when we invest in nurturing positive childhoods and building safe, stable environments where children can thrive. So the work that you guys are doing, you really are providing those protective factors for children and families in your community as well and helping those children thrive, which is another kudos to you all and having this podcast and just the work that you do throughout the state. So that's really why all adults have a stake in um, preparing North Carolina's children to grow up to be healthy, thriving members of our communities. And when we work together to create safe, stable, nurturing relationships and environments and equal opportunities for every child in every corner of North Carolina, we really can remove the heaviest loads from weighing families and entire communities down, which ultimately builds a stronger future for all of us. So that's a little bit about um, Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina in general, and that leads into our amazing work with Connections Matter. Now, now before you get into Connection Matters, Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina, uh, Prevent Child Abuse uh, is a national agency in their state chapters. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. So, so we are the um, chapter in North Carolina. Prevent okay. Child Abuse America is actually headquartered in Chicago, Illinois. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's good. And I think there's like, I don't think there's one in every state, but there's like 20 or 30 chapters in America, correct? That is correct. And uh, and more importantly, I think the one in North Carolina is the outstanding uh, chapter. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. We we love um, all chapters of Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina or Prevent Child Abuse America and all the different Prevent Child Abuse chapters. We learn from all of them, and we think you are outstanding as well. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, go ahead. Let's talk about uh, Connections Matter. Yeah. So um, Connections Matter is a statewide curriculum that we've rolled out in the state. Our um, staff got trained in Connections Matter in 2018 by Prevent Child Abuse Iowa. So it was lovely to have Prevent Child Abuse Iowa come to us in person and train us for a week and how to become Connections Matter trained trainers. We know that caring connections, strong foundations, and nurturing positive childhoods really matter when it comes to, to developing healthy brains and building thriving communities. Um, connections with one caring adopt really wires a child's brain, leading to a sturdy brain architecture and a greater child well-being. So at PCNC, we do connect or we conduct Connections Matter trainings um, virtually. We've pretty much been doing everything virtually for the most part since COVID started. So we've had some Connections Matter trainings, Connections Matter training of trainers. We have Connections Matter Faith and just a whole plethora of Connections Matter work that is available on our website for free for all individuals to access. So if anybody um, that you know of or any of your connections would like to learn more or that they have questions, they definitely can reach out to me and we can support them. 
Um, we do know that healthy brain development really allows children to reach their full potential, and, and that really benefits all of us. So Connections Matter is a community-based initiative that explores how the connections that we make in life profoundly impact the brain's ability to grow and our own individual abilities to cope and thrive. So through our trainings and workshops at PCNC, we really focus on educating the public on the intersecting topics of adverse childhood experiences, also known as ACEs, uh, trauma, brain development, and the importance of resilience. So in order to do this, we utilize an evidence-informed program along with real-world and concrete examples to demonstrate how ACEs adversely affect brain development and health outcomes overall and how caring connections serve as a primary buffer in, in, in when it comes to like the negative effects of trauma. So Connections Matter ultimately strives to promote the building of a more resilient, compassionate, and trauma-informed community, thus, again, allowing all children and individuals to succeed and thrive. That's phenomenal. That is just phenomenal. So how old, when you say brain development, is this like uh, five to seven or is there is there an age in there that's a great question so it really just depends on the sector you're focusing on when it comes to children when we train um connections matter when we talk about aces we talk about zero to 17 18 years old but for brain development it's typically zero to three mm -hmm. wow that early yeah so you have to get them early Yes. In one of our trainings for Connections Matter, we do utilize a um, video from the Harvard Center of the Developing Child called Brain Architecture. It's about a two and a half minute video. I'm happy to share it with you all as a resource that really dives deep into the importance of brain, ar brain architecture from birth to early childhood, specifically in the infancy stage. Yes. I'd like you to send me that link and then we'll put it on our, our uh, website. So when people want to look it up, they, they can go right to it. Yes, most definitely. I will send that to you. That'd be great. Now, if people want to get in touch and learn more about this, how do they do that? Yeah, we would love for people to reach out if they have questions or would like to learn more about Connections Matter um, or just the work that we do at Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina in general. They can reach out to me. Um, my name is Taylor McDonald again, and my email is tmcdonald at preventchildabusenc.org. They can check out our website, which I'll share that link with you as well. Reach out to us. Um, you can reach out to PCANC info, or you can reach out to any of the staff and we can um, get you connected and provide you with the supports that you'd like. Fantastic. Fantastic. And what is the website for the uh, uh, Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina? Sure. It is www.preventchildabusenc.org. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. That is, that's a great story. Yeah. I, I'm anxious to look at that video myself and, and learn more about this. You know, as, as we got, uh, Odell and I got into the, uh, the summit, the youth resilient summit that's going on November 4th here in Greensboro at GTCC, we, uh, we started learning so much more about things that we weren't aware of, such as uh, ACEs, uh, which are um, adverse childhood experiences and, and making kids resilient uh, to those. And, and then you start reflecting on your own life thinking, yeah. did I have ACEs? And, and I know Odell did uh, growing up, probably more so than me, uh, but I had some even growing up. And, 
it's it's those your body and system remembers those things mm-hmm. and until you're made resi- resilient to them you can't get past it and uh it doesn't never it never leaves you, you it's always there it's just that you're able to cope with it uh better uh and uh it's it's a reflex you have from growing up with a adverse childhood experience odell you've had some right yeah, definitely. Taylor, listen, again, thank you so much. I was just sitting here pondering. Um, I grew up very, 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 very poor. Um, being born into poverty is not anyone's fault. You know, it's not that. However, navigating poverty is different. Now, what I've soon understood is that other families, those who were rich or those who had more ways and means than I had, didn't mean their plight was better or worse. It was different. We just didn't have any money. Uh, money is not always a predicate on love in the household, but at the same time, resources help. Now, when you look at me, Taylor, I know I'm the good looking black guy, but when you look at me closely, I have a big old scar right in the center of my forehead. And I'm going to make an example, use myself as an example um, I'm working on a new website, you know, get ready to publish a new book. So I got this guy's going to help me do a website. And so he said, Odell, you've lost X amount of pounds. You don't look like yourself. And now we need to take new pictures. So I went to get some pictures taken and like the pictures, my wife helped me select which one she wants to use. And he said something, Bill, he said something, Odell, he said something, Taylor. He said, do you want me when I'm doing it, do you want me to take that scar off the middle of your head? Photoshop. And I'm like, what? Because I don't even see it anymore. But Bill, I can remember as a child when I stumbled and hit my head and we used to say, bust your head wide open. That's a South Carolina thing. That's not a a Perm, Ohio or Chicago thing. And that scar is part of who I am. Now, through Photoshop, you can fix it and make sure that scar doesn't even exist. But with ACEs, things that we've experienced, Taylor, in our lives, we could cover it up. We could fix it up. We could uh, departmentalize it. We could suppress it. But those things are still there, Bill. I did have those experiences. So you're absolutely right. I did have it. Just like the scar is there. But the, the, the beautiful thing, Taylor, which I love what you do, a scar says we survived. A scar says we made it, we survived. Yes, this did happen to me. Yes, Odell fell down, bust his head wide open till you can see the white meat. That's what black people say, Taylor. You see it to the white meat. You know, we saw the white meat in my hair, but at the same time, Bill, I'm still here. Now, did that knock my brains around a little bit? So that's an excuse why I act the way I act sometimes, <laughs> maybe so, but I'm still here. It meant I survived. And I think with ACEs, a lot of us, I guess the word I'm trying to find, guys, is resilience. Mm-hmm. So is my survival, Taylor, mean that I'm resilient? Yes. And that was beautifully said. I want to say thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your story as, with us as well, Odell. Um, beautifully said. And you are very resilient. When we're talking about adverse childhood experiences and ACEs, it's really important that we realize we are not our number. We are not our ACE number, and it's extremely important to also realize that protective factors put in place in communities 
um, and families and for the children and families that we serve is extremely vital and helping to serve as protective barriers to work against those ACEs and the trauma that we've experienced because we've all, we all experience trauma differently. So my definition of trauma could look completely different from Bill's definition of trauma or Adele's definition of trauma. It's really important that we have empathy for one another. We meet each other. We meet people where they are, meet children where they are, meet families where they are, meet each other where we are and help support one another from there. And it's really important. Um, Resilience isn't always easy. And the definition of resilience also looks different for people as well, just like trauma. So there are always individuals, loved ones, and protective factors in your life and your community that help you get back up when you fall and help you gain those resiliency skills um, that serve against protective factors against ACEs. So yes, you are very resilient. But Taylor, how do we, a lot of it, we are ashamed of it. You know, at one time I was ashamed of being poor, black, divorce mom, child of a divorce mom, living in public housing in Charleston, South Carolina. I was a child. So as children, a lot of times, Bill, we don't know and we are ashamed of who we are. So I think one of the things that's helped me on the resilience piece is having self-worth or finding the fact that I matter. And, and that's, you know, nobody wants to be open and just an open book to deal with the emotional and the psychological and the mental aspects of ACEs, but it's real. So that's why I just continue to applaud you, Taylor, what you're doing, because children like Odell needed you and others like you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well said. You know, Odell, you made me think about, you know, sometimes people, when they have that scar, they don't Photoshop it. They use alcohol or drugs to cover it up. Wow. Go ahead, Bill. You're preaching like a black Baptist preacher. Now I'm going to pass the plate. Yeah, no, but you, you can see that in, in people that struggle with uh, addictions and you, you, you get into their lives and you find out there's a, there's, there's some, there's some scars that are there that go back. Uh, and uh, so let's go on to the next subject. I'd like to talk about protective factors. Protective factors, my one of my favorite things in the entire world. And this directly ties into what we've been speaking about today. So we get asked a lot um, about how we prevent child abuse and neglect, right? And, and one way is by increasing the protective factors. So the five protective factors, when present and active in our homes or our communities, really strengthen families and help prevent child abuse and neglect from ever occurring. So that's why our work at Prevents Child Abuse North Carolina is really grounded in the protective factors framework, and we work to promote them in all that we do. Um, so there are five different protective factors. I'm going to name them off for you here. So the first protective factor is knowledge of parenting and child development. So there's re- there's extensive research linking healthy child development to effective parenting. Children thrive when parents provide not only affection, but also respectful communication and listening, consistent rules and expectations, and safe opportunities that promote independence. So promoting that safe autonomy is really important when it comes to child development and having that knowledge and understanding of parenting and parenting skills. The second protective factor that we focus on at PCNC is parental resilience. 
So parents who can cope with the stress of everyday life, as well as an occasional crisis, um, have resilience, and they have the flexibility and the inner strength necessary to bounce back when things are not going well. Concrete support in times of need. No, you're not supposed to have a favorite protective factor, but if I had to choose, this would be my personal favorite. This is when, you know, families who can really meet their own basic needs for food, clothing, housing, and transportation, and who know how to access essential services such as childcare, healthcare, and mental health services to address family-specific needs. When these resources and supports, um, concrete supports are available, they are better able to ensure the safety and well-being of their children. So concrete supports of 10 times a need are really important. And I just want to applaud the wonderful organizations and individuals and resiliency groups that we are so honored and blessed to work with in North Carolina who are providing these concrete supports in times of need to the children and families they serve. Um, and one of our you know, it's, it's our job at North Carolina, or PCANC as well to work with our community partners and organizations and our Prevention Action Network and more to help provide resources to individuals, families, and children and make um, safe, stable, secure, soft transfers and connections so that they can get the help they need. They might not know about concrete supports that are in their communities. There's a hundred counties in North Carolina and there's a lot of really resource rich counties and um, some individuals and families might need access to these resources and might not know about them. So one of the things that we do at PCNC is work with our wonderful prevention partners throughout the state to help provide these concrete supports to others as well. Um, the fourth protective factor is social connections which is so important now, now more than ever, in my opinion, in the times of COVID, since a lot of things are virtual as well. So having social connections for children and families and parents is really vital. Um, positive relationships provide emotional, informational, instrumental, and spiritual support, which makes it easier for parents and caregivers to care for their children and for themselves. So social connections are really vital. And the last protective factor that we focus on is social and emotional competence of children. So children's early experiences of being nurtured and developing a positive relationship with a caring adult affects all aspects of their behavior and future development. Research really shows us that babies who receive affection and nurturing from their parents have the best chance of healthy development. And that ties directly into what we were speaking about earlier, about child development and brain development and brain architecture um, from birth, infancy through childhood. Very good. Very good. Those things I'd like you to send me as well so I could get them on our website. That would be terrific. Yes, we would love to. I definitely will send you all of the information and resources that we have available about um, the protective factors at PCNC as well. We provide protective factors trainings. We do presentations, trainings, and we've worked with um, the Alliance to provide uh, protective factors train the trainers as well, which we're really grateful to be able to do that. So if anybody is interested in learning more about protective factors and how PCNC can support you, feel free to reach out to me at any time and, and we can send that information your way. Oh, that'd be great. And give us the website again. Uh, sure. So we can get in touch with you. Yeah. Um, our website is www.preventchildabusenc.org. So www.preventchildabusenc, as in North Carolina, .org. 
Very good, folks. We'll have it on our website uh, as well. Uh, <clears throat> Taylor, we always ask our guests at the end, how do you find common ground? And, you know, you've grew up in Illinois, you went to school in North Carolina and uh, Illinois. Uh, so, and you've been around uh, a couple states, it sounds like. So how do you find common ground with different people? I think finding common ground is so vital when you're meeting individuals and, and working in communities. You know, you might not always agree with everybody that you meet, but I think that there's strength in that. And um, there's always a way that you can find connection and learn from one another. So I think finding common ground with people is just showing up, being authentic and expressing empathy and letting people know that, you know, we've all come from different backgrounds. We, we may have all experienced different things. And as we spoke about earlier, trauma might look different to everybody. Um, but when you're meeting different people and connecting, finding common ground is really important. Finding something that you can really connect on, express empathy, and just meet people where they are. Let them know that you're there to support and listen. I think listening is really, really important as well. Um, so listening, showing empathy and kindness, because you really never know what anybody's going through, uh, what their day looked like, and and you could be the one to provide a smile, a hand of support or a hug if needed. So I don't really know if that answered your question. Um, well. I was I was really thinking about how to answer that, if I'm going to be honest with you. I've been pondering it for the past few days, and I'm like, you know what? Just let it flow naturally. I find common ground by connecting with others and expressing empathy, to be perfectly honest. And I think perfect. that is so important. That's perfect. You know, it's, it is a pondering question when someone asks you that, because you go, you know, I, I've never thought of it that specific, uh, but there is something that we all do to try and find common ground with another person. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and the way you just describe it is beautiful. And thank you for sharing thank your feelings you. about that. Well, we're at the end and uh, I want to thank you and your organization for being part of the podcast and part of the summit. I look forward to meeting you so yes. and getting to know you a little bit more and uh, maybe even meeting that rock guy. <laughs> yes. Well, I look forward to meeting you too. And I know the rock guy, my husband, John would love to meet you as well. Um, I know we are so grateful to have a partnership with you and Odell and be able to, you know, be here on the podcast with you. I'm, I'm really humbled to talk about Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina, the amazing work that we do throughout the state to help support children and families. And kudos to you for the great work that you do as well. And I, you know, just before the podcast today, I learned so much from you and I can, I'm excited to continue to meet with you in the future and, and learn more from you as we go. Yeah, it's, this is going to be a good long-term relationship and I'm excited that uh, God put us together for a reason, and it's uh, all about the kids. Find Bill and Odell online at thecommonground.show. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Darren Sutherland, executive producer. Jeremy Powell, creative director. Jacob Sutherland, director. All rights reserved. This podcast is brought to you by Yes Weekly, the triad's largest circulating and best read weekly magazine. You can also find us online at yesweekly.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes Weekly, your trusted news leader for local arts, entertainment, music, food, and more for nearly 18 years. 
Whether you're a big, medium, or small business, managing and growing the bottom line is important. Focus CFO brings the experience and financial acumen of a Fortune 100 chief financial officer to your company at a fraction of the cost. PL help, internal reporting processes, or any business transitions or events. Focus CFO will help you and your team have a CFO in your company's back pocket. Focus CFO. Learn more at focuscfo.com. 